0: G'day and welcome to Partake Issues. Today we are going to talk about government. At the time of producing this, we are in the final stages of the run-up to a general election here in the United Kingdom, where people will be voting for their political representatives. After all the votes are counted, there will be a government elected. This, of course, is not unique to the UK. All people all over the world live under some form of leadership, or government. That government may be democratically elected, it may well be a monarchy, or even an oppressive dictatorship. Whatever kind of government we find ourselves with, we have one. If there was not a government in place, as hard as it is to imagine, total chaos would reign. People would just do whatever pleases themselves, regardless of consequences and regardless of other people. It would be a bloodbath. Therefore, regardless of whatever government we live under, what does the Bible say should be our reaction and attitude to that government? And by government, I mean all levels of government and authority, from local authority to federal and national government. But first of all, let's look at what the Bible has to say about the function of human government before going on to look at our responsibility both to the government itself and also our local and national, international community. Paul writing in Romans chapter 13 Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant and agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Here the Apostle Paul indicates there are at least three functions of a human government. Protection, punishment and promotion. Protection. From the moment that Adam sinned back in Genesis, it was plainly obvious that human civilizations would need some form of restraint and law in order to protect them as citizens from themselves and from others. And we see this clearly in Acts chapter 21 where the Roman soldiers step in to save Paul from being killed by other people in Jerusalem. Then there's punishment. Paul stipulates that duly appointed government officials and servants are to be considered as servants of God, even if they don't believe in God. And then thirdly, promotion. Human government, as thought by Paul, was to promote the broad-spectrum welfare of all the community and not just select groups where its laws are in effect. And now what's our response to be to human government? Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 2 writes, I urge then first of all that requests, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour. The Apostle Peter goes even further when writing in 1 Peter chapter 2 Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men whether to the King as a supreme authority or to governors who are sent by Him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as free men But do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God. Honour the King. From these two passages of Scripture, we see that it is clearly impossible to be simultaneously a solid Christian and a poor citizen. As Christians, We have responsibilities to our government, whatever kind of government that is. Firstly, we have a responsibility to recognize and acknowledge that God and God alone ordains the government. We see that from Paul's writing in Romans 13, and Paul was writing when the Emperor Nero was in power and systematically persecuting and torturing Christians. We also see this thinking in the passage from 1 Peter. There is no authority except as given and ordained by God. Even to the most sadistic dictatorial or atheist governments in all of history, they have power only because God has allowed them. So we are to obey our government. But it's not to be slavish obedience regardless of what laws are decreed. No, the exception to this is where obedience to the government would require the Christian to actively or passively disobey God. For we read in Acts chapter 4 that the believer is to live in obedience to God rather than man. And secondly, as much as we probably hate to, we are commanded to pay taxes to the government, all taxes. For by doing so, the government can set about ensuring, for example, that the weaker and more vulnerable sections of the community are cared for and protected. Thirdly, and quite possibly most importantly, Christians are to pray for their leaders, governments, and those in authority. Both Peter and Paul command and recommend it. To pray for them is to love them and it is also a way for God to shine into the lives of people. One of the things we are to pray for is that the government governs righteously, honorably, honestly, and with integrity. The Christian, as a citizen, is free to be law-abiding, conscious that they are under submission to Almighty God. It also means giving respect to all members of society, from the lowest to the highest, As Christians we are to submit ourselves to our government and be living lives worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This may indeed win some for God and win the recognition of their government as well as influencing government policy and law. Whatever government you find yourself under pray for your leaders even if you thoroughly disagree with some or all of their actions. They are in power only because our God has allowed them. And they, they will answer to him one day for what they have done with the power given to them by God alone. God is in control and he is on the ultimate throne and he is is the definitive power. But just as we have responsibility to our government, we also have a responsibility for those in our community both on a local and global scale. We are also to work for social justice and be involved in social action. That's part of our loving of other people. The oppression and persecution of people is to be total anathema to us as Christians, just as it is to our God. Where a minority is maltreated and discriminated, we should be at the forefront of demanding justice for all. We are to be promoting civil rights and using all aspects of the law to do so. We are to be working to ensure the poorest members of our community, both local and global, are cared for and the oppressed freed. In your country, this could mean peaceful demonstrations and interacting with your political representatives. Look at some of the great reformers of social activists of the past. Bulberforce helping to abolish slavery or Martin Luther King Jr. at the forefront of ending segregation and racism in the United States. May each one of us, on both a local and international scale, play some small part in ending prejudice, suffering, racism, poverty, bigotry, abuse, oppression and other injustices. As John Stott once said, the reason for our acceptance of social responsibility is simple, uncomplicated compassion. Love has no need to justify itself. It merely expresses itself in service wherever it sees need. As Jesus of Nazareth once said, love God and love other people. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together? Question one. In what way can I influence and encourage my government to promote justice, free the oppressed and take care of the poor and the vulnerable? Question 2. How can I help my government authorities to protect, punish and promote? And question 3. When was the last time I actively prayed for those in authority over me, whether Christian or secular? Thank you.